0: I remember a few weeks ago, I got to stand here and I got to preach and he came up to me and he shared this story and he said, I just got to tell somebody. and I was like, you're right, but I'm the new guy. I don't know who you're supposed to talk to. You got to tell somebody this story. I am so, man, that's it. That's why we do what we do, right? right? I mean, that is why we gather together to actually be the body of Christ, to see see healing, to see hope, right? That is why we do what we do, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that is why, man. I'm excited to be back. Some of you guys are like, oh boy, it's that guy with the high energy again. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm excited to be here. Uh, My wife, Kelly, Noah, and Isabel, we thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us as we are transitioning to get here at the end of May or June. We're hoping it's sooner than later. And I'm just excited to jump into our text today. Uh, For those of you who want to follow along, it's John 11. And I want you to know up front, this is what I believe. I believe that this text in John 11 has the power to break through and change somebody's life today. End of story tonight. I hope you're ready for that person that's been praying for a breakthrough. Tonight's your night. Period. Amen. Right? Are you ready? Y'all can do better than that. If this was a sports game, you guys would be up here, right? If this was the Bengals, if this was the Reds, I mean, you'd be, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I do this when we come into the house of the Lord and I say, yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For some of you guys, you've been asking me, is this just a phase, this passion, this energy? Sorry, not sorry, this is me, okay? And if you don't like it and you're like, man, you got to be quiet, you got to calm down, this may not work out. Okay, I'm letting you know right now, this isn't a phase. This is who I am. Because when I come into the house of the Lord, I come with an expectant heart knowing that he will transform lives. Knowing that his word, his people, his Holy Spirit, that's what they do. And if I can't get excited about that, if you can't get excited about that, we're not doing this period, what are we doing? We're not playing games here. I don't know what you came here to do, but I came here to praise God. I came here to praise God. He gave me another day. He gave you another day. He didn't have to. That's not promised. I'm praising God for a roof. You know when people don't have a roof? I'm praising God for a roof, for food on my table, for a blanket, for a pillow. I'm praising God for another day, for all that he's done. And if he doesn't do anything else for me, that's all right, he's done enough. He's done enough, can I get an amen? I see you, I've seen you every time I've been here. And I see how you praise God. Thank you for that. And it doesn't matter that I see you, he sees you. Praise God for that. (laughs) Oh, babies, I just, I didn't even get to my text yet. I didn't even get to my text yet, all right? Listen, I don't have time to be quiet. We don't have time to be timid, to to come with, with some sort of trepidation. There are too many people right out those doors, sitting here tonight, who are just hiding it, that are desperate for hope. Our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our classmates, some of them are sitting there desperate for hope, thinking of like, you know what? I'm done. I'm walking out. I'm giving up. It's not worth it anymore. And they're desperate for somebody to step up and just say, you matter. You have worth. You have value. Do not give up. It will get better. There is hope that surpasses understanding. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I praise God for that. We need to be released as his body. We are the answered prayer. And if I can't get excited about that and y'all want to sit on your hands, I can name 14 other churches in a five mile radius. Ooh, Jonathan, I said it. I said it. I said it. I'm so sorry. I said it though. Ooh, bam, I feel that one. So, John 11, that's where we're going. Can I just say thank you, Joe? Joe's back there. He's like, hey, man, let's try the organ. I said, yeah, let's try the organ. (laughs) Woo-wee, it's nice to get that organ out on that B3. John 11, we're wrapping up our Hope series this weekend. But you do know that hope doesn't end with this series, right? Oh, man, y'all, come on. I'll give you a little bit. I'll come in waves of excitement. But when I ask you a question, I need a response. You know that hope doesn't end with this series, right? Yeah. There it is. This series has been incredible. Like, like so many incredible God stories we've been showing, just some of them on the weekend. All these stories, uh, stories of radical life transformation, marriages being restored, broken relationships being healed. Th- this lady came up to me, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to say your name, so you're good. Like, she came up to me and said, I've been going through this season where I just feel like God has been so far away from me. He's, like, and I felt like he's just not there, he's given up on me, and suddenly I have been overwhelmed by his presence like her life has been transformed because of hope rising right here. God working through his local church. You got 117 baptisms we've had just since January. There's something going on, y'all. Hope is rising. We got two more folks getting baptized this Sunday. The number's going to keep going up. And don't forget, all of you Boaz warriors, You brought in your breakfast bars. We've been brought in so many breakfast bars. They said, stop. (laughs) Stop. Thank you for showing up. God has been showing up and showing off through his local church right here. But. But. As we look at John 11 today. We have to wrestle with the question, how do we find hope when God doesn't show up? I'm not making it up. It's in the text. Know your Bible. We're going to find out in the text, and this is a spoiler alert. Sorry. There's a guy named Lazarus, and he's dead. He dies because Jesus didn't show up in time to heal him. And I believe that every single person in this room, listening online, you have a Lazarus. Every single one of us. An area of our lives that has died. An area of our lives that that, that if we're really honest in our heart of hearts, we feel like God hasn't shown up there. He could have, but he didn't. What's your Lazarus? What is the thing in your life that you believe this is it, this is over? It's dead. It's not coming back. It's not going to get any better. What is your Lazarus? John 11, verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who per- poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. I want to point out a couple things in case you tuned out and checked Facebook just there. Yeah, gotcha, got him. Jesus loved Lazarus loved Lazarus Martha and Mary these are his people Jesus during his ministry he would stop at their house and he for rest and get refueled at their house throughout his entire ministry and and they were life-giving to him you know there are two types of people in this world right life givers and life suckers Y'all are like, dang, he went there. Yes, I went there. This is life hack number 33. Do a quick inventory of who you let into your inner circle. Think about who's in your inner circle. And make sure that you have life givers in that core group and not life suckers. For some of you, your peace is about to have a breakthrough just from this one principle, this one task. Because it's time for you to move some people out of that inner circle. And when they ask why, the pastor guy said so. You got people stealing your joy. Stealing your peace. And don't blame them. Don't you dare blame them. You're the ones who let them in. It's time to start serving some eviction notices. Pink slips for the suckers. You can love on them absolutely but healthy boundaries i can love you but that doesn't mean that you're part of my you're part of my three you're part of my core that's just unhealthy mary martha and lazarus were life givers to jesus martha Ooh, I don't know if you've read about Martha. She is a beast in the kitchen, right? She's always doing something in the kitchen, man. She makes the best rack of lamb and some garlic cheddar, smashed potatoes. You know I'm hungry, right? She's just a beast in that kitchen, right? And Mary, she's the best listener. Every time Jesus would come in, she'd sit at his feet and say, oh, teach me, Jesus. Let me, let me sit at your feet, Jesus. Jesus loved this family. And so when Lazarus, the little brother, when he gets sick and they see that sickness, that this sickness is serious, they send for Jesus, right? So their friend Jesus can come do his healing thing that they've seen him do for others. And, of course, he's going to come there quick quick, because this is Lazarus, the friend that Jesus loved. It's said in the text, verse 3, the Lord, the one that you love, is sick. Now look, look at Jesus' reply, verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick he stayed where he was two more days and then he said to his disciples let us go back to Judea. You catch that? So bless you. So So when he heard that Lazarus was sick. So the Greek for that is un. It's therefore makes it even worse. Does this sound like the typical response from someone who who they hear that the friend that they love is sick and needs help? It says so, not but. It wasn't like he heard about it, but he had stuff to do. You know, he was busy. He couldn't get back. It says so. He stayed two more days. This is a what the front door, Jesus, right? It's okay. I asked if I could say that. It's cool. All right. It's okay. Okay. Right? You, you heard that your friend was sick, so you chose to stay two more days? Like, what, what do we do with that? Like, there's got to be something that I'm missing, right? Something that doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm hitting this point because I know that so many times in life, we walk through those seasons of life where things don't make sense. And some of you are there right now. You feel like God hasn't responded. He hasn't shown up when you've cried out. And I want you to ask yourself this question Is the foundation of your faith built on outcomes or trust? Outcomes or trust? Because how we answer that question is going to show us how deep our hope is. How we answer that question is gonna show us what is truly at the foundation of our faith. And I know know a lot of us, me, I grew up in an environment, an outcome-based environment. If I do this, if I don't do this, then I'll get this, right? In my home growing up, you know, we learned really quick. It was all about outcome. If I do my chores, I get an allowance. If I don't, I get the belt, right? And some of y'all don't know about the sound of leather rushing through six belt loops, and it shows, okay? I see you shaking your head yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Outcome, when I was younger, I ran track. Now I just run towards cake. (laughs) I love me some cake. I heard y'all had birthday cake out there today. I was so mad. I didn't get any. I know, right? So my son said, you're not fat. Thank you, Noah. When I ran track, this is what I was taught. Second place is the first loser. Outcome. And it's nothing against those people that taught me as I was growing up, but my learning has evolved. And here's what I've learned. The longer I try to control outcomes in my life, the more frustration I'm going to bring to my life. And I would venture a guess that many of you have actually, you grew up in a church a church background that was outcome based. If I pray this prayer, do this thing, then I can expect this. And that is why many of you are no longer at that church anymore. (laughs) Because you came and you got introduced to Jesus, a grace that surpasses understanding, not a rule and set of religion. Because here's why because that formula, it doesn't always work. Why? Because we all have a Lazarus. We all have something in our lives that something will happen that will make that type of religious formula break down, fall apart. The Lazarus in your life is the thing in your life that makes you question the very nature of your faith. And what we find out in this text is that faith isn't a form of manipulation where we get God to do whatever we want, kind of like this like, big vending machine in the sky. What we find out in the text is that true faith, is built on a trusting relationship, trusting that God is who He says He is, even when He doesn't show up. Amen. That His grace is sufficient. Well, that's nice, Pastor. That sounds cute. You should sing a song about amazing grace. How nice is that for you to say that? But that doesn't change the fact that Lazarus is dead. That doesn't change the fact that God didn't show up in my life the way he showed up for other people that I read about in the Bible, that he didn't show up for other people that I see that don't praise him like I praise, that don't love him, that don't serve him like I do, and he still didn't show up, right? Hey Jesus, the one you love is dying. Hey, Jesus, I'm depressed. Hey, Jesus, I'm trapped in addiction. Hey, Jesus, I've been praying that I would stop looking at this stuff online, and it's not working. Hey, Jesus, I'm all alone. Hey, Jesus, my anxiety is paralyzing me. Hey, Jesus, I'm thinking about calling it quits, and he doesn't respond. Instead, he stays away for two more days. Because he loved them Because he loves us God's delay is not God's denial Jesus actually does respond, right? When he hears this news, he he does say this. This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that nice? You should slap that on a piece of wood and hang it on a wall. (laughs) Amen. God will provide. Oh, yeah? He's not paying my rent. The rent is still due. The bill collectors are still calling. Right, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it how it is. I mean, uh, you've thought it, you're just upset and very confused that the pastor is saying it. Okay, I'm keeping it 100. That, that's the reality. And, and I'm not alone in that. Just some of you churchy people, you just don't know what to do with it right now. Look, stop that. Wrestle with God. He loves it. He loves the attention. Martha did it. Look at verse 17. Jesus heads back to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Verse 17, he says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them in their loss. Now, we got a crowd. We got got an opportunity. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. Got them earrings off, (laughs) a purse on the ground. (laughs) Mary stayed at home. Verse 21. Verse 21. This is Martha. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. I love Martha. Ooh, she got some stank, right? She got some fire. She met him at the edge of town at the gate, right? Oh, oh, you want to show up now. Oh, welcome to Bethany, Jesus oh the same bethany that you've been coming around all this time coming and enjoying my hospitality my homemade lasagna oh you came when i cooked but you didn't come when i cried it's nice to see you jesus would have been a real nice if you would have been here a couple days ago when my brother was still alive i appreciate your comfort I appreciate your peace, but why didn't you show up in the first place, and then he'd still be alive, and I wouldn't need your peace. (gasps) Uh Oh, I'm the only one who's gone through tough stuff before? (laughs) Keeping it 100. I want you to keep it real with God, because we're all going to go through these Lazarus moments. I know that this is just a story about Lazarus, but it's, the, it's really at the heart of it, it's a, it's a story about the things in our lives that have died on us. We've all got dead places and things in our lives, things that that we're in the process of burying. We've all got a Lazarus, dreams that we're given up on, relationships that have failed, addictions and habits that that have self-sabotaged, character issues that keep trying to creep up on us and, and chain us to our old selves. And Martha gives us a lesson on how to respond to these moments. She says, Lord, Lord, Right? Even though she's frustrated, even though she's upset, even though she's disappointed, she hasn't lost sight of who he is. Even though he didn't show up when we needed him, it doesn't change who I know you are. It doesn't change. Martha goes on though, right? If you would have been here, Jesus... She comes with this brutal honesty, right? This brutal honesty, this attitude of just transparency and authenticity. <laughs> I just thought us. It's not Halloween, she takes the mask off, right? We got to stay we got to take the mask off and be real. Be real with Jesus. He already knows the condition of our heart. So let's be real with him. Not only does Martha never lose sight of who he is, she comes with this authenticity. Listen, the most godly prayer that you can give is the most brutally honest prayer you can give. Churchy people, their heads are spinning. What? I thought I was supposed to be like our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. What I love in this text is Jesus met Martha right where she was. Literally and figuratively, right? He met her in her frustration, in her pain. Jesus will only go as far as we allow him in. He wants to, but we got to go. How many times do we keep him at an arm's length? I'll let you in over here on Sunday, but you ain't checking out this closet over here. No, not on Saturday night. Nope. Nope. Not on this profile. Nope. Not on this account that nobody knows about. I'll let you. Now, what about Mary? My son's dying right here. <laughs> I love you, Noah. What about Mary, right? sitting at the feet well she finds out jesus is back she comes out with some stank too verse 32 when mary reached the place where jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet again and said lord if you would have been here my brother would not have died and jesus saw her weeping and the jews who had come along with her also saw her weeping and he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled where have you laid him he asked Come and see, Lord, they replied. Verse 35. Jesus wept. That's a whole other sermon in and of itself. Seriously. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? Some of them said, could he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? They saw it. Jesus once more deeply moved. He came to the tomb. It, it was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, Martha, the sister of the dead man, like we forgot who she was. By this time, there's going to be a bad odor. For he has been there for four days. Listen, Jesus doesn't care about what the smell is. He'll step into your stinky mess, period. I know, right? That, that should have set somebody free right there. Thank you, right? Listen, some of y'all hold on some stank and you, you think Jesus won't step in there. Be honest with him and he will. <laughs> then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And so they took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said to his father, Father, thank you. Thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing there. Aren't you glad that Jesus steps in for your benefit? That they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, Jesus called out and not a timid voice, my friends, a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. Listen, when the dead guy starts moving, the funeral is over. It is time to start celebrating, okay? Because Jesus loves to bring dead things to life. Whoo! Lazarus, come out, and the dead man came out. His hands and feet wrapped with strips and linen and cloth on his face. Jesus said, take all that grave clothes off of him. Let him go because he's alive. What is your Lazarus? Stop looking for hope in places that are dead. Hope isn't found in empty promises, but it's found in an empty tomb. Woo! Easter's coming. I got an Easter person right there. Stop looking to dead relationships for hope Jesus is better. Stop looking for dead substances for hope Jesus is better. Stop looking for dead religions for hope Jesus is better. Jesus is calling you out of your tomb. He's calling you out of shame. He's calling you out of darkness, out of addiction, out of fear, calling you out of anxiety, out of depression, out of worry, out of past failures, out of disease. Come out! Lazarus, come out! Steve, come out! Sarah, come out! Noah, come out! Come out! And what was dead is now alive. Jesus could have easily healed Lazarus, right? If you know anything about Jesus, he's got that kind of swag, okay? He could have done that. At the moment he heard that he was sick, and the family would have loved him for that. They would have had all the feels, right? All the warm fuzzies. Jesus is not a snuggie. He's not concerned about your comfort. Ooh, they just don't know. He came to seek and save the lost, to break the chains of the oppressed, right, for the whole world to hear, to bring kingdom to earth, to bring glory and honor to the Father by waiting till after Lazarus dies. Jesus has a crowd, has their attention. Larger kingdom impact, exponential growth right now. Even more so, Jesus Jesus letting Lazarus die. It lets his disciples and the whole world know that this man has the power over death. I'm showing you that through me, even death itself is defeated. I am who I say I am. Verse 40, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? I am who you say I am. He's more than a conqueror. He's alpha and omega. He's a way maker. He's pointing us to another tomb that he knows he's gonna see in just a short time and he defeated death once. He's gonna do it again and aren't you glad that he's a God who does it again? (laughs) That he doesn't give up on you. Woo! Do you trust him? I mean, really trust him. Not when he's good and the lottery is going well and the Bengals get that pick that you know we all want him to get. Like, no, he's good when he doesn't show up. Do you really trust him? Is your hope built on outcome or trust? I was reading this story. It's a true story, not one of those weird stories that pastors make up to get your attention. I'll, I'll spill the tea all day long on pastors, y'all. Okay. I don't like them. <laughs> Jonathan, I, I'm sorry, man. It's just like sometimes the filter breaks and it's, <sighs> yeah. So I was reading about this story, these, uh, these three guys in their senior year of college, and two of them go over to the Middle East on this trip. And they return home from the Middle East and they bought this, this big carpet while they were there. And, and they're trying to get this carpet up the stairs to their apartment. And So they yell up to the other roommate, like, hey, help us, we got, we got, you know. I'm like, why am I gonna help you? You didn't bring me anything, right? <laughs> so the two roommates, they, they get up the stairs with this carpet and they get home and they throw this carpet on the floor. And they say, man, we stole this carpet for a hundred bucks. The other roommate looks at him and is like, stole? That's the ugliest carpet I've ever seen. It's all worn and tattered and dusty, discolored. Looks like it's been in a war zone. All these strings hanging out the back of it. And they said, oh, no, 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 it's upside down. And they turned it over. And they were amazed. It was a genuine Persian rug. Beautiful. Rich in colors and patterns and texture beyond anything they had ever seen. I love that story because it reminds me that things are not always what they seem. That God is working even when I don't see the big picture. When life isn't going the way I thought it would, he's still working. When things don't make sense. When the curveballs start coming at a pace that I can't handle. When my heart is no longer aching, it is breaking. Those times when success is just getting out of bed. I've been there. If I'm being honest, there were days in my life where Jesus was more hype than hope. It's hard to find hope when death comes too soon. When the diagnosis is terminal. When depression and darkness just feels like it's wrapping you up and there's not a way out. And even though you pray, it just feels like wasted breath because things aren't changing. And you're crying out, where are you, God? If, you, if you'd only be here. And I don't know what you are going through. What storms you have in front of you? Let me remind you of something. One day, your life will end. And if you're a follower of Jesus... God will welcome you into His presence forever. And when that happens, I think God will, will, will come to each of us and he'll pull us to the side, and he'll say, "Let me show you something." Do you see the back side of this carpet? That was your life on Earth. It's all tattered and discolored. That divorce. The time when you lost your job, when they walked out, the abuse, the addiction, when you lost your child, that season of discouragement and depression that you felt like you were never going to get through. And I think God will look look at us, he'll wrap his arms around us. He'll smile as wide as the sunrise. He'll flip that carpet over. And he'll say, This is what I was doing through you. This is how I was shaping you. This is how I was using you. This is how I was preparing you. Look at all these people whose lives were transformed because of what you went through. Look at all these people that now know me because of your faithfulness. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for enduring the pain. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for persevering. Thank you for not giving up when you had every reason to. This is what I was doing through you. You just couldn't see it. God is still in the business of showing up at the tomb of your life of those dead areas do you still trust him even when you can't see it i want you to stand to your feet all those that are able stand to your feet and i want you to just to sing this with me not from a place of that's pretty but from a place of that raw authenticity that says even when i can't see it you're working even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Sing it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop You never stop working Even when I don't see it You're working Even when I don't feel it You're working You never stop You never stop working You never stop You never stop working Jesus thank you for not stopping Thank you that you keep working Even when I stop believing Thank you that you don't stop Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Even when I can't see it, you don't stop. Listen, if it's time for you to step up in an authentic way to get real with Jesus and just say, hey, I need help. We want to talk to you down here. We'll have some prayer warriors that are like, we're gonna come up, we're life givers, and say we've got you, you're not alone in this. If you need prayer, come forward at the end of service. If you need to take a next step in your faith, you know what, I've been flirting with Jesus and and it's time to get real, then it's time to step in. Whether it's making a commitment of faith or going all in with baptism, we'll do it right now, period. Don't put off that decision. If you're new here and you want to know more, come on over by the hope wall. I love it. Hope is the anticipation of good. It's the anticipation of good. Even in the midst of the storm, I got an anticipation of good because you're a good God. I've been talking too much, but I ain't going to be quiet. and Neither should you. Because we got good news. We got good news to share. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for all that you're doing through us. We love you. Help us be bold in our faith because there's so much hurt. Empower us to step out in faith and represent you well in how we live, not in what we say. Jesus, we need you, period. Thank you for how you work even when we can't see it. We love you, Jesus. It's in your son's name that all God's people say amen. 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 Have a good night, everybody. God bless.